Now back to Health, Happiness, and Healing with Hippocrates on Legends 100.3. Call for your tour today, 561-471-8876, or visit HippocratesHealthInstitute.org. Now here are the hosts of Health, Happiness, and Healing with Hippocrates, Anna Maria and Brian Clement. This is Health, Happiness, and Healing with Anna Maria. Brian Clement here at the Legends Studios in South Florida, where we're speaking to you all over the world And today's guest is Dr. Joel Furman. Uh, I was talking to a colleague that's working with the World Health Organization. He's a a triple PhD, and he's doing research on this particular virus. And he said something interesting to me. He said, what has made it interesting is that as a DNA uh, synopsis that literally acts a little bit like AIDS. It's not the AIDS virus, but this is why it's so adherent to the human cell. Uh, as all of us sitting here know, what we want the listeners to know is the problem with viruses and why weak people do die sometimes and get seriously ill from viruses is they are smart enough to enter the cell knowing that the immune system won't kill healthy cells. And so this just has a better job. Uh, the other thing that we know scientifically is true, uh, the average flu uh, multiplies 1.4 to 1.5. So. Uh, each person can give a half a person that flu. This one is now pretty well established at two and a half. So it's about one person more uh, can contract this, one and a half people more can contract this flu. So that's why it's a rampant uh, spreader. But I've never seen a situation where I think there has been underreaction and overreaction at the same exact moment. Um, Testing for this would have taken all of this down 25 notches, wouldn't you say? Uh, well, it would it probably, if we tested everybody, then we'd find more people that have it, and the amount of people that are dying would be a lower percent because we'd see a, a bigger number of people who are really carrying it who are well with it. So right. maybe it would reduce the fear a little bit. But I hear what you're saying because we know that um, when, when viruses replicate more rapidly, mm-hmm. a lot of the viral DNA, the RNA changes into, can change into more virulent and pathogenic forms that can escape immune capture. Yeah. And that's why, and that's what we're saying is that it's so important to keep your immune system strong because the, it's your immune system's ability to halt viral replication within the body and viral penetration into more cells and identify, you know, so our immune system has a system of checks and balances that can prevent the virus from taking a more virulent form within the host, whether it replicates within the host and causing cytokine storm and other factors involved. So it's like there, there's, you know, so most of it is controlled by a healthy body, and we know the mechanisms via, via which this virus can cause damage. That's why we're so radical, and, and that's why we're so um, vocal here about trying to get people to eat better and improve their immune system function. Oh, you bet. Yes. Uh, the other thing I'd like to talk about, I mean, we certainly tell people what we think supplement-wise they should take, and of course we IV supplements into people, which is a multiplication of oral, but combination of that. Not everyone can IV it, not everyone can afford to IV it. So what four supplements, other than the mushrooms, which we've already discussed, uh, so it would be the fifth probably, that you would suggest to the average person to prevent themselves from getting a virus? Well, you know, my supplement regimen presupposes that people are eating relatively healthy a plant diet, and and I make sure I tell people that taking synthetic-derived products that are made from petroleum, like folic acid, you know, and synthetic beta-carotene, those things we want to avoid those in supplements is just as important as to what we're taking mm-hmm. to avoid ex- excess of these things that we shouldn't be taking. And my supplements have the extra zinc, B12, vitamin D, iodine, K2. I give people some DHA. That's my basic 
Um, you know, in my basic formula, I have things that are you know somewhat marginally not you know not optimal on let's say on a vegan or a plant-based diet the egg little extra zinc and diet you know making sure they have these supplements in adequate form right. and then you know the mixed mushroom extract that maybe has astragalus and and elderberry and you know and, and beta glucans and then i have a sometimes i give people a little extra um turmeric and their curcumoids that are in turmeric compounds but mostly i think for this i'm thinking and maybe if you know maybe a little green tea mm-hmm. um extract for people, you know, turmeric, green tea extract, I use that supplement too. But mostly for this, it's my immune biotech supplement that has the, you know, the 10 different species of mushrooms that I feel people aren't eating enough mushrooms and not getting the variety of mushrooms. Yep. And that variety of mushrooms does improve immune function, especially when we make it in a form that's absorbable like that. So it's the basics. The basics are, you know, the DHA, the EPA, the, the fatty acids, and the basics, um, you know, little extra zinc, iodine, B12, and D, and then maybe the X. So I don't, I don't really give people a huge amount of stuff. Just to, just to make sure there's not a chance they could be low in, or marginally low in something. So let's now break this down a little bit. And you and I both know that we've been stunned by the importance of zinc. I mean, if you'd oh, asked yeah. us 30 years ago, we would have said, yeah, it's important. But now we know. Mm-hmm. Uh, zinc superseded by far, and research-wise, handedly, uh, vitamin C. As, as important as vitamin C is, uh, we now know that zinc is probably the best preventer of microbes and by best killer of microbes mm-hmm. so uh, so virus can't replicate it can't replicate with stop the zinc. It. Yeah. even the pharmaceuticals figure that out and they they take zinc and charge you 30 40 times more and put it into a prescription drug mm-hmm. so what has been your experience with using zinc well the experience is, is not just my personally but my review of the literature to shows that as people age and get older their zinc absorption goes down and when we give the elderly population extra zinc, they become more resistant to pneumonia. And when you read all these flu deaths or viral deaths or even mm-hmm. coronavirus deaths, most of the flu deaths are due to secondary bacterial pneumonias that were recorded as a flu death, and they were mm-hmm. the secondary pneumonias from the mucus plugging from the flu. Same thing with the bacterial superinfection. So we know that um, these deaths are we are in the medical literature decreased by zinc adequacy mm. and we know and a plant-based diet doesn't you don't absorb zinc as well you only absorb about 20 percent of the zinc present in plant foods we absorb about 80 percent from animal products and we don't want to give people animal products as a source of zinc so we give them extra zinc to make sure they're That's getting right. the absorption they would have gotten had they been eating more animal and, products. and the plant the plant foods that have by far the most common ones you can get everywhere and they're inexpensive is pumpkin seeds and mung bean sprouts, Chinese bean sprouts. So if you could just put that every day, forget in this fear factor period, every day or five, six days a week, have them in your, in your salad and your food. This is one of the reasons instinctually the Asians for millennia have been using these mung bean sprouts, I'm sure. And you know, pumpkin seeds are sort of all of us in the health uh, realm right. know about that, but mm. out in the world, I don't think pumpkin seeds are that popular. Would you think so? Um, I don't know, but you know, it's, I still think, yeah, I mean, pumpkin seeds are in a lot of dishes, traditional dishes. And I also want people, you know, my G-BOMBS um, acronym to remind people to eat G-B-O-M-B-S every day. Greens, beans, onions, mushrooms, berries, and seeds every day. Let's go that, let's that do that once again and say it slower and louder. <laughs> G-BOMBS, G-B-O-M-B-S. Greens, beans, onions, mushrooms, berries, and seeds daily. Because each one of those foods individually 
have shown to be, in scientific studies, powerfully protective against cancer and lifespan promoting. Mm -hmm. And we put together a dietary portfolio that includes all these foods. Then we get the synergy to make the body sort of so-called disease-proof or cancer-resistant the most. Exactly. You know, we could throw a dart at any of those foods and describe the data, but, but uh, collectively, yeah. that's the, one of the hallmarks of my nutritarian approach hmm. is having a ver variety of these protective foods in your diet. That's right. I mean, and people, you know, they say it's boring. It's boring not to eat this way. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean my, my, my plate the whole time I grew up in the Northeast was gray and brown. <laughs> yes. was, I mean, and, uh, and white for the milk. And white, yeah. <laughs> are, yeah. And, and then you, you dip the, the white, the bread, into the brown. And then mm -hmm. the bread would even become brown. Mm -hmm. I mean, can you imagine? <laughs> and people say, well, you know, eating a, a bouquet, a full spectrum of every color, every nutrient in the world, every taste, every texture, uh, you know, people have to wake up and realize uh, look at the literature. I mean, uh, they keep going back to the Mediterranean diet. Oh, well, people who take the Mediterranean Mediterranean diet is a pretty darn good diet compared to an American diet or a German diet. But the truth of the matter is, why are those people living longer? Not because they eat a little bit of fish occasionally or something. It's because they eat overwhelmingly vegetables. Yeah. And, you know, you look at the, the, the blue zones, which I think they're up to eight now, aren't they? And the blue zones, the same thing, overwhelmingly or almost total vegetables. And at the Institute, we've had the privilege to direct uh, since 1980. The reality, since 1956, we've watched people come back to life eating a plant-based diet. So how much more do people have to hear other than you're an addict and you better learn to change? That's really what they need to hear. We need to beat them up a little bit, I think, Dr. Furman, don't we? I think so. You know, I think a lot of people who, especially if they're addicted to food and they need to be, um, they really need to have somebody make sure they understand that you can't just that baby steps for a lot of people just don't work mm -hmm. and they have to abstain from their addictive triggers in order to stop the cravings and get their life in gear and they and i always tell when people come to see me as a patient sometimes i say do you want to get a, a little bit better drop a little weight or you want to get rid of your diabetes completely you want to get rid of your psoriasis completely you want to get totally well yes. what are you doing here wasting you know and they say no i want to get totally well and i say well then don't decide what you want to eat or what you feel like eating or what you think we should eat or what you learned you should eat or what you like to eat. I want none of that. You just eat what I tell you to eat yeah. and, right. and, and, and drop the 20 pounds this month and let's start to see the magic happen. And then I'll guarantee you, you know, within four to five months, you'll start to love this way of eating. That's you'll right. understand it and you'll really see the benefits. Mm -hmm. But right now you just got to do it and transform your life and transform your health. Mm -hmm. The taste buds will come around and yes. you'll learn the recipes and this will be, and you'll love eating this way, yep. but you have to trust me right now and test this out scientifically to sh so I can demonstrate its miraculous efficacy to you. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then, of course, you know, um, well, I think you, you were right, is that um, very few of us, you know, besides, you know, that are discussing the, not just nutrient density and nutrient exposure, but also the nutritional variety that's a, that we're in, that we're recommending. Mm, you know, yeah. people are just in the fat, carbohydrate, and protein. Eat more fat, eat less fat, right. eat more yep. carbs, eat less carbs. They're still into managing. They're they're forgetting the fact that it's 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 redu it's moderate caloric reduction in the context of micronutrient excellence, while we're increasing micronutrient exposure and variety. And there and and modern nutritional science that real is is so different. 
from people's idea of what right of what nutritional science is because they're bombarded continually with wrong information. Oh, yeah, exactly. they are. Yeah. And I think instinctively everybody knows if we're eating junk food, fast food, we know it's wrong. But people yeah. do it because it's a um, it's well, the food for, that satisfies them for the moment. This physician researcher I spoke to today explain satiation and the brain work mm -hmm. together as co-conspirators and that it's it literally the brain supersedes uh, satiation yeah and that it takes over and then you're in mm -hmm. almost a merry-go-round that you can't stop eating I mean I think that's where I was when I was <laughs> overweight in the Northeast and yeah and I couldn't get enough food I was always starving and I, I go to bed with cake in the bed at night and Mm -hmm. It was just unbelievable, you, you know. Certainly, uh, we both know that I wasn't being nourished. I had nothing that even looked like a nutrient in it. And so I sort of understand that. But so many listeners out there today are hovering inside of their living rooms in front of the computer or in front of the television, listening to the, the latest bad news and eating snacks, as we call them. Yeah, so there's eating, a lot of snacking right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, fear brings about this, this addiction process. So what do you, what's the two things you would tell people to do if they're in that vicious cycle? Well, the, the first thing is, is that, you know, because obviously if your diet, if your diet is nutritionally inadequate, you're going to be a calorie consuming monster, unquestionably, yeah. you know, and the more unhealthy you are and the more toxic you are, the more likely you're going to feel uncomfortable when you try to eat healthy food mm -hmm. or, or stop eating unhealthy food. Mm -hmm, so yeah. the first thing people have to do um, bar none is they've got to eat a certain amount of healthy food each day to start. And that'll immediately start to get the process going with getting nutrients into the body as they start to crowd out their cravings and the unhealthy food and the leader of about space they have in their stomach. And that means they have to eat a big salad with raw fruit vegetables and on it with maybe with a vegetable bean soup and a piece of fruit for lunch. They have to have a big they start to have to eat larger quantities of healthy food yes. to exactly. get to get to get over this. They yeah. gotta start with that. And you phase and out and you push out the other. Yeah. Yeah. You push out the other because if they don't start getting nutrients into the body they don't stand a chance. They just don't stand a chance if they just try to cut back on unhealthy food while they're still not putting in any unhealthy food in there. And it's also the time that we're eating. If we're eating in front of TV and it's all this frenzy right now, you know you're not going to digest it either. You're going to have to make a space for time to eat. Chew. <laughs> Nobody. And chew. I'm, I'm telling people to chew, and I don't chew well enough. I mean, it's, yeah. it's one of the tough ones. So You're right. You're right. I, that's right. That, you know, because the, the myrosinase enzyme in green vegetables... Hmm is in the cell wall, mm -hmm. and you produce those ITCs directly proportional to the amount of cells you can break open with your teeth. Yeah. And breaking them open with your teeth is even better than breaking them open with a blender, yes. because when you break them open with the teeth, you mix it with the bacteria in the mouth, mm -hmm. and there's more beneficial effects like That's nitric right. oxide production and other beneficial effects. Mm -hmm. So chewing your raw greens well is another secret that helps that helps people. You know, the other secret is using great soil, that we actually grow better vegetables on better soils. And then the next secret to that, to really to help these people make recoveries, is to have them chew this stuff really well, too. Okay. And it really is. It's, it's great. We get, I get great results from these combination of things. I'm yeah, sure at yeah. your home, you've over the years had gardens, organic gardens. You raised your kids with this food. And tell the difference between what you grew in your garden and the organic food you get at the grocery mm, store. How it Night and day. Oh. Oh yeah, it's, yeah, and grow. You know, it's so maybe people will start growing more of their own food to also today. You know, and, and but anyway, yes, I think that um, that's another important part of feeling connected to the earth too. Is 
growing some of your own food, mm-hmm. not doing yourself that you're strongly strong. But you know, I think that the philosophy, the nutritional and health philosophy we all share, it helps us feel more connected to the earth and more grateful for nature's bounty. The yeah. beauty, aesthetic structure of natural foods that grant us good health, that grant, have great flavors and tastes, mm-hmm. and we start to appreciate mm-hmm. the aesthetic structure and the beauty of the world, and as well as its, its intent to help us, not to hurt us. Instead of being afraid we're going to be attacked and being fearful, we're grateful for the protection the world offers us. And then we can start feeling um, appreciative of other people who helped us get the seeds, who made the meal, who yes, farmed the food, yes, who grew yes, the yes, food, yes, yes, who yes. helped with the soil, and we all can have mutual respect and appreciation for us working together to have to have this available to us and have the world be a better place. And I think being healthy and eating healthier and being back to the earth can help us all hopefully be more connected with each other. It's true. And I mean, what you're talking about now, if people had this mindset currently, uh, they wouldn't be so worried. Uh, They would be so confident that they, they themselves have the ability to overtake this virus and, and everything else. Uh, we started the show by saying something, and I think it's going to be really important we repeat this. The same people that are going to be victims of this virus are the same people that are victims of their lifestyle with heart disease and diabetes and cancer. And smoking. And smoking. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, it is so simple mm-hmm. but so difficult because people have to have the will to change. Uh, you know, you, you can have an alcoholic in front of you and until she or he uh, recognizes and acknowledges they have a problem, they're never going to change. Once they do, then they have a fighting chance to do that. And I think it's the same with the addiction in, in diet. It's the one most common, I don't know anyone who hasn't at one point or another been addicted to food. And so it's probably the most pervasive addiction on the planet Earth, not probably, definitely. So how do we get people from and we're not talking about the biological way, but the psychological way, other than you and I are food Nazis and say you do this or you're going to die and suffer, uh, how do you get them to do this uh, over the... How many years have you been in practice? About 30 years now. Yeah, so 30 years, you obviously you know, probably knew what you were doing 30 years ago, you thought, and then you learned. And what's the one thing you learned about getting people to do this other than saying you've got to do it first? What's the next step? Other than showing them, look at, you know, you're, you had a heart problem. Look at the blood test here. You no longer have that. You, your immune system wasn't functioning. Now it is. What is the other thing that they need to hear, the listeners all over the world? Well, um, I think over the last 30 years, what I've done is I've improved the ability of the people I couldn't convince to do it. I'm able to convince more people today to do it. And I think it has to do with supportive services connection with a community of individuals doing it, the ability to set up local meetings and dinner clubs, to ask to, to coordinate forums on the internet, to give them more information, videos, book material. I think that, you know, what I've, and even products to make it convenient for them, and, you know, even like salad dressings that are healthy. Right. And, you know, things. Yeah. So I, I think that I've, I've worked on and developed my career to remove the obstacles and objections people had that made it difficult for people. But if anything, over the years, instead of getting, um, I, I've actually want to become more, um, how, not strict, but more, but stress the importance of realizing that people can't have a foot in both worlds. They can't, because when you are dabbling in unhealthy eating, mm-hmm. it keeps the addictions go alive. Yeah. It keeps people under chronic stress. 
because they're always having to make these decisions which way they should even what they should do. And, and I now I'm more than ever realizing that most people, most people need to jump in with both feet and do this full, wholeheartedly without, you know, without deviating from it and then see how we can make that ideal way of eating taste great. And I'm lucky to have, you know, the contrib- contributors or contributions from world-class chefs following this program and, mm-hmm. and, and so many people submitting, you know, incredibly great recipes to make this taste good as well. So I think it's mostly solving the difficulties and objections people had yeah. and, and so that more people could do this comfortably, incorporate in their lives and feel satisfied living this way for the rest of their life. Oh, oh beautiful. And it, this is not the last time that we'll have a pandemic. So uh, hopefully this is a wake-up call for, for everyone to not want to have to live in fear of the next time. Yeah. Well, the biggest right. pandemic, yeah. we have giant pandemics going on. They're just not called pandemics. Autism's a pandemic. Yes. Cancer's a pandemic. Yeah. Heart yes. disease is a pandemic. And Those by the are way, the real pandemics. They're oh, the real yes. pandemics, yeah. Big yeah, time. that's right. Killing hundreds of more, hundreds of times as more than eight people oh, today. Needless, needlessly. Mm-hmm. And all the suffering going on in people who aren't yet dead. That's even worse, being in a nursing home when you're not dead, but you have no life. Right. That's also horrible. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. In, in 1970, when I began my work, uh, it was because my mentor uh, yelled and said to me, do you realize one out of, of eight Americans will die of cancer? And I didn't know much, but I could count. I had a mom and a dad. I had four grandparents at that point and two brothers. I said, well, gee, that means one of them are probably going to get cancer. Well, I would pray for the day it was one out of eight. Now it's half. Over half the population during their lifetime that's alive today will have some form of cancer. Every family. Um, so yeah. th- this, and, and we're going to see the same with viruses. And autism, I mean, you know this. You've been doing this a long time. Um, it, it was so rare I, I heard about autism, and it was always, oh, the woman at 48 years old had a baby, and they had autism. And little did I register at that point what I now understand that it used to take 50 years of deadly chemicals ingested in your food and the perfumes and God knows what else and the cleaning products you put on. Now, 20-year-old women are having autistic children. And if you look at the work, that's a pandemic. 50% of the children born in the next five years will have some level of autism. And, And nobody's addressing these things, but the media hypes this all up. You know, slow death doesn't appear to be as important as scary death. <laughs> and so, yes. you know, you have much more of a, a concern about these other problems, but what we said today, it's not about not worrying about this newborn virus. It's about making yourself strong so you don't have to worry about these things. And if you get it, you get out of it fine. Yeah, you get out of it fine. So yeah. in, in the last couple of, of minutes we have together, uh, give me give me your core view of what people should be doing right now in this time of worry. Uh, by the way, I just have to say I'm enjoying this conversation, and I hope millions of people can listen to the show today. Oh, we hope Thank to. You. Right. We do, too. Yeah. Yes. Um, anyway, um, yeah, I think people should take a look at what they're eating and construct their diet, and I call the my high-nutrient style of eating, I call a nutritarian diet. It's rich in nutrients. Mm-hmm. I'd love them to pick up one of my books because I have all the great recipes and menu plans in there, but inherently I, I want their lunch to be the most important meal of the day with a giant salad with not an oil and unhealthy dressing, but with maybe a dressing made with some nuts and seeds in it as a source of fat to facilitate the absorption of the nutrients there, would maybe make a big bowl of vegetable bean soup with mushrooms and onions and, and, to, and to start to 
rethink your diet style and, and what you're eating and construct the healthiest diet you can and learn more about what we're talking about today. Let this exposure be the starting point of educating yourself as to what it takes to develop a superior immune system. And all they, and my experience is that it's, um, people make changes when they take the initiative to put the work in, to learn it, to review the science, to, to get, out, get out and work on it themselves. You don't get something that's valuable with no effort. That's it takes right. some effort. Yes. And they've got to expend their own effort. They've got to go out, get the books, mm-hmm. read them, mm-hmm. think about shopping, put together their business plan, when they're going to shop, when they're going to cook, what they're going to buy. Like, I think that they can't have it handed to them on a silver platter. They have to put the work in yes. to learn about it, why they're doing it, so they can really, because that's the only way they're going to stick with it long term. It's not magic. It's they, they become the nutritional experts, and that's why it works. Yeah, and you and I love to write books, and that's great, and a lot of people read our generation, but a lot of the young ones don't. And I know you did a video on the coronavirus, so if they want to listen specifically to you a little bit more about this, how do they tap into that video? They can go right to drfurman.com and click on the e-learning tab, which will have um, my blog and have all my articles and videos. There's There's a whole bunch of things they can read and recipes, and they have an A to Z library of diseases with, with protocols to reverse diseases all up there, all available to the public of how to get well nutritionally and naturally. Oh, well, great. It's been a, great. been a pleasure, mm. uh, Dr. Furman, to have you on again. You're, we love you. We just love your life's work and so many people that you've been able to help and save, and we really trust what you say. And thank you for spending the time with, with us and all the listeners all over the world. Thank you so much. Thank you, too, and wishing you, of course, both both great health and much happiness as to all your listeners, too. Mm-hmm. You, too. You, too. This is Health, Happiness, and Healing with Brian. And Anna Maria Clement. From Hippocrates Health Institute. At this time of urgency, we want to be in your homes, and we want to assure you that we're here for you. And don't worry. Be proactive, and everything will come out fine. Thanks for listening to Health, Happiness, and Healing with Hippocrates on Legends 100.3. Call for your tour today, 561-471-8876, or visit HippocratesHealthInstitute.org.